Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Five, four, three, two, beat to hell today it's been a long day yeah. yeah today in like the fourth quarter things just got rough this was a, <laughs> became a tough day holy hell oh god so uh you know i, I guess we could, we could just hit through a couple of these things um that are going on here uh, connecticut raising the minimum wage they want to raise the minimum wage for tip workers mm-hmm. talk about this today um i was more you know the 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 way the media talks about it is all in on it, and it's too bad because these are some of my favorite Connecticut cupcakes. Who are side of the legislative office building this morning? Good morning, Marcy. So we understand there's going to be an informal meeting about this later this morning, right? That's correct. Good morning, Kate. Well, called the One Fair Wage Bill, this is really going to close the gap between minimum wage workers and those workers who... Close the gap between minimum wage workers and those other workers? (laughs) You mean they're going to pay the minimum wage workers more? (laughs) Well, what close the gap is right out of the press release. So, I mean, this is just the media work on this is the journalism is so crappy. Close the gap. Like, don't use the press release jargon. Currently rely on tips, so bartenders and servers. Now, currently, sub-minimum wage for those in that service is anywhere from 6 to $8 an hour in just a few weeks. By January 1st, the minimum wage for everyone else will be fifteen sixty-nine an hour. This bill proposes that the state drop the current tip credit provision, which allows employers to pay workers less, assuming that tips will make up the difference to minimum wage. It would also remove the provision that allows employers under certain conditions to pay less than the minimum wage to learners, apprentices, and others under the age of 18. So in other words, if you're a kid and you want to get some experience sucks to be you right they're not gonna hire you now too bad kid um yeah try try next time you're not it's not gonna happen and so all that's doing is being exclusive rather than inclusive and the the people the people around this topic are so dumb oh but give them more an hour that's so nice well right and of course the truth is that if is there an echo on me no I think I hear one. Okay. Um, oh, I hear one too. And Do you want one? No, I don't want an echo on me. It's very disturbing. Okay, um, should be gone. I still hear it. So do I. It's amazing. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong. No, no, no. Here it is. Okay. FX. Thank you. FX. Okay. FX is going okay. away. FX is going away. Thank you. The truth is, of course, that um, minimum wage workers for tipped wages would obviously not work for $6 an hour if there are $15 an hour jobs out there that they were eligible for. And 
if they really made $6 an hour. They are not really making $6 an hour. They're making right. far more than that, probably way more than the minimum wage workers who are making $15 an hour. And the owners are more than assuming tips make up the difference. The owners have to make up the difference, the, the difference if if tipped workers do not make the actual minimum wage. So the only difference that can possibly exist is that tipped workers can make more than the minimum wage. Right. They can't actually make less than the minimum wage for other people. It's a really, really silly argument to say that tipped workers make less money because they do not. That was always the thing. Right. When I worked in a restaurant kitchen, people would always be like, why don't you work as a server? You'd make more money. And the answer is obviously because I don't want to deal with customers, but Nobody would suggest that if servers didn't make more money, and they do. Everyone knows that they do. Bartenders, servers, people like that make way more than people working back at Oh, the house. absolutely. And one of the reasons why you can't be a server is because it's in demand. Right. Depending on the place, you can make a killing as a server, and especially like uh, 30 years ago when I was hanging around those people, coffee make people, coffee um, break people in hotels made a killing. Killing, they got a piece of the gratuity of the whole thing, so that was mm -hmm. a winner. And then servers, of course, would get a piece built-in gratuity of all the events. And then, just in restaurants, obviously, servers are making money. They're they're if they hustle and turn tables over, which mm -hmm. is what the good ones do, um, then they're going to make a, a killing. Absolutely. So and so, all this is going to do is just it's going to force employers to raise prices or add fees, which you're already seeing fees are all over the places. Uh, raise prices and reduce wait staff, mm -hmm. and that's what's going to happen. And if they can, if some, you know, if so, it's already happening in a couple of places in Connecticut, as a matter of fact, I covered this last year. A couple of the uh, a restaurant is using robots, mm -hmm. and they're like, "This restaurant's a little bit different because Jiffy the robot is going to serve you." Hi, can I get you a chocolate milk? And the thing's rolling along, and they're th like acting as if it's like funny and cool. But yeah, that's what this does. And this is also, this is also politicians doing it solid for the unions, because unions love this. Anytime they can show that the floor has been raised on um, minimum wage or base pay anywhere, the unions oftentimes are legally tethered to that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, prevailing wage laws. Yep. Um, or they certainly use it in co collective bargaining. And so that's what this does. And of course, all, every Democratic politician in every blue state is in the pocket of the unions and. It, it, they feed each other, and that's what we have here. So it is BS. You don't want that. It is a shame that the, like these mom and pop places and pizza places can't. Like I, I think I worked one of my first job ever was at a, a pet shop in Winchester, and uh, I kind of worked there. So I made like three dollars an hour, I think. Mm -hmm. And my job was to go, you know, fill up parakeet seed, keet seed, we call it, in the business, <laughs> or cockatiel seed or whatever it was, and gerbil stuff and this and that, and go down in the basement and, and bring the butte sacks up. And, and But it was fun because, you, you know, I was a kid, you know, 12 or 13, and I was working under the table around animals, and they would never have been able to do that had it had to have been. I and mean, that was like an under the table thing, too. But Had they had to pay you a real minimum wage. Of course. If I had like like legal labor rights, stop it. Yeah. You can have your legal label right, legal labor rights or you can have a job. Yeah. <laughs> Those are the two options because, as Milton Friedman liked to say, the real minimum wage is zero. Mm -hmm. The actual minimum wage is you don't have a job. That's And, in you know, employers will make use of that real minimum wage if they need to because they yep. don't like being out of business either yeah it, or, and all you're doing is keeping young people out of the f uh, workforce like friedman was talking about and this was and old. people by the way democrats talking about you know equal opportunities and stuff people who've had less opportunity <laughs> in life less education fewer opportunities to develop skills and stuff those people now are locked out of the workforce too well, sure, and one of the things Friedman said said, <clears throat> remember this is probably in the late eighties, <clears throat> was that <clears throat> what you had since the since <clears throat> the old minimum wage, which was put there like in the early forties or late thirties, was really really low, so low that most most small companies. Just blew it off because they were exceeding it anyway. Mm -hmm. But he said in 1948, for uh, black kids who are, I think, seventeen between 17 and 19, 
black young men, the um, rate of employment was 48% in 1948. Mm-hmm. And he said, it, whatever time he was talking about in the 80s, it had gone down to 9%. And one of the things Friedman says is that I don't think we need a bunch of uh, young men from marginalized neighborhoods with nothing to do in the summer. And that's an important point. Yeah, not one that people like to hear heard made, generally speaking. Right, right. But, well, there you go. That's that's what we're doing. You know, but just destroy everything. That's fine. They don't care. Uh, oh, I have a, I have a personal... Uh, okay. You know I like uh, crazy women, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. I feel like well, I'm being, hair. <laughs> I feel like I'm being catfished. Okay. The mug is this the mugshot? The mugshot that I sent. Mm-hmm. You see this 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 woman. This blue haired woman. This yes. blue haired woman seems to be about twenty four years old. Extremely gorgeous. Doesn't seem to be wearing a shirt. So anyway, I'm starting to think that these hot mugshots and mugshotties, the, the the Twitter site and the Reddit site. I'm starting to think that um, that I'm being lied to. Why so? Because I can't find like some of these people anywhere. Because there is a listener, a fan, a friend of ours, friend of the show, and friend of other podcasts we listen mm-hmm. to, and he also likes psychotic women. And we only send each other vetted news stories about vetted women. I can't find any of these people. I feel like I'm being lied to. Mm-hmm. I feel like that that. Um, that I'm a mark. That one is, she's particularly beautiful in a yes. particularly almost artificial way. I do kind of wonder if, I mean, I would assume it's not that hard to um, create a fake mugshot because the background is so plain and stuff, you know? Well, right. And they can look bad. It doesn't have to look, it doesn't have to look any particular way. So, and, and I'm paying you know, 17 bucks a month for this stuff. So it's like... I, I would like to think it's real. Nice try. You don't believe me? No, because I see our bank account yeah. and I would notice that. Who what kind of husband would try to make that lie? Yeah, no, I don't. <laughs> I don't. But I, you know what? I like to think there's some integrity in the world. And I like to think that all these beautiful women are doing these terrible things. Um, but I feel like I'm being lied to. I, I, I feel like the, like if you're really beautiful and young, that you've, your dance card is full. And you don't really need to be you know, hitting a gas station clerk with a hammer. Well, yeah, and you tend to have other ways to be able to get, like, drugs or whatever. That, Alice! <laughs> I mean, whatever it is that they're doing. You know, I, I don't know. But, I mean, some of them do seem real. That particular one, she is, like, really, like, fake beautiful looking almost. Yes, she is. Okay, today, so I don't know the, about uh, MIT and Penn and Harvard were yanked in front of Congress to talk about all the uh, hating of Jews, which is a thing that you're allowed to do now. And Rep Stefanik, she's from New York, right? Yeah, Elise Stefanik. Yeah, yeah Stefanik. She had uh, she put it to some of these professors. Doctor Cornbluth, yes. does M- at M- I'm already angry. Doctor Cornbluth. Oh, how cutty sark is that? Okay, Doctor Cornbluth. Doctor Cornbluth, yes. does M- at MIT does calling for the genocide of Jews violate MIT's? code of conduct or rules regarding bullying and harassment, yes or no? If targeted at individuals not making public statements. Yes or no? Calling for the genocide of Jews does have, not constitute bullying and harassment? I have not heard calling for the genocide for Jews on our campus. But you've heard chants for intifada. I've heard chants, which can be anti-Semitic depending on the context, when calling for the Jesus. elimination of the Jewish people. So those would not be according to the MIT's code of conduct or rules? That would be um, investigated as, as harassment, if pervasive and severe. Ms. McGill, at Penn, does calling for the genocide of Jews violate Penn's rules or code of conduct? Yes or no? If the speech turns into conduct, it can be harassment. Yes. I, I am asking specifically wow. calling for the genocide of Jews. Why is this so hard? <laughs> you say you can't call for the genocide of Jews. Well, because you can right. call for the genocide Does that of constitute Jews? bullying or harassment? If it is directed and severe or pervasive, it is harassment. So the answer is yes. 
It is a context-dependent decision, Congresswoman. It's a oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Can you imagine that? Context-dependent decision. That's your testimony today. Calling for the genocide of Jews is depending upon the context. That is not bullying or harassment. Meanwhile, Kyle Kashev loses his spot at Harvard for being a right-winger. Oh, totally. So is your testimony that you will... Oh, totally. Meanwhile, Kyle Rittenhouse, who was not convicted of any crime, can't go to any university in America. Right. You know, but you can call for the genocide of Jews all day long and you can go to the top schools in the country and get, you know, important jobs at Fortune 500 companies. That's just fine. Hey, Sally. Sally. Can you check on Pepper, please? She's barking. Thank you. Um... Well, right. I, I mean, obviously, don't you think I haven't checked? You know, what? let me just look. Let me just look. David Hogg, Palestine. <laughs> just guess. Or he um, falls on this. It's weird how it's become such an ideological marker of your views, right? Yes. That everyone left wing with pronouns in bio is supporting a free Palestine, even though that's it's a non-obvious connection between the two things but i definitely think everyone with pronouns in bio is supporting palestine to an extremely high degree doesn't that seem accurate uh yes i would say so but it's weird that they you know that those two things are connected they don't seem to necessarily go together uh correct but as we've talked about the left is like it's all one issue for them so that's why david hogg because he's you know mr anti-gun because he was almost kind of near the parkland shooting right um he is also like for trans indigenous rights and stuff like they there's no connection between gun control and trans indigenous rights but the left likes to pretend all these things are the same thing which is why you end up with weirdness like pramila jayapal you know defending hamas fighters raping people because to them like it's all tied together Oh, oh, totally. Oh, totally. We played that already, right? That yeah, was yeah, we played that amazing, yesterday. But amazing. it is, But it is incredible. And I was talking to a friend about this today, actually, because we were talking about how the Republican Party in Massachusetts is a complete, I know this is a cliche phrase, but a complete circular firing squad. Mm-hmm. And how there's like people taking over tiny slivers of the Republican Party from other people because this group of people is pro-life and this group of people isn't in kicking people out of things because it's like you're in Massachusetts. Can you guys just focus on, I mean, like I'm very pro-life, but I'm not kicking anybody out of the party. You know what I mean? And it's so, it's so incredible to me that the Republican party is like this when the democratic party can somehow ally like trans people and Hamas. You know, that's interesting, Alice. So it, maybe the right should start using parameters like uh, oppressor, oppressor, oppressed, um, colonizer, colonized. Maybe there isn't, isn't there, isn't there an equivalent? Is it, isn't there one set of values that the right can all aspire to that I all just these coalitions the, can, can agree on? I don't think it's that necessarily. I mean, like, I don't think the. I don't think these like trans rights people like these blue haired, overweight, over colleged young people have literally anything in common with a Hamas fighter. Other than both hating America, I think. I mean, I guess so. But the left, I think it's more of a party discipline, message discipline, activist thing that they are more organized and they do not actually care about the specific issues so much as they care about you know keeping mm. their coalition together and voting there are very on team democrat there are very few real issues that would cause somebody to vote a different way than the party i'm going to use a saying that i despise and i usually want to bash somebody's head in when i hear mm-hmm. it but i'm going to use it that's a good jumping off point for what's happening right now with the presidential election mm-hmm. and that in what an interesting what an interesting situation the Biden Joe Biden's in right now where he's got to placate the Hamas loving anti-semites in the party mm-hmm. which are a part of the party they're a loud yes. part 
at the same time, he's got to reassure um, uh, Jews and Zionists and fans of Israel and uh, some decent people out in the world that he sees the importance of Israel and safeguarding the Israeli state and Jews up here in America. That's a very tough position. It seems to me is could only be lose-lose. Right. Because if you're seen showing a great fealty to the other side, to the opposition, then that is tough. And it's the same same way with, like, the the Democrats want blacks at the same time they want illegals. And everybody who is um, opposing any kind of border security. So now they've got illegals taking off black voters. Right. In big urban cities. And black voters saying F this. And black voters saying we're voting for Donald Trump as an F you. You know, a lot of black Americans now are using Donald Trump the way a lot of white Americans used him in 2016. Right. To say F you. To say you're not listening to me. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. We appreciate, uh, you know, you letting white college students, you know, pull down statues. uh, But that didn't do anything for the community, really. Mm hmm. And so, like, they found, and it is wonderful to watch because you want to see them cannibalize themselves. Right. And and also, I welcome more. Every black person in America, come on over to the conservative side of things. I'm all for it. Is my Every reasonable LGB person, too, come on over. Mm-hmm. I think it makes a better home. Conservative uh, policies make a better home for all these people. Right. Um, but, like, what is is this is this incompetence by the Biden administration, or is this that nobody knows anything to do with some whistling past the graveyard and talking about Bidenomics? I mean, I think I think a few things. I think Democrats are better at like marketing themselves and messaging, and a lot of their policies are very like feel good, obvious things. Like we talked a few minutes ago about the minimum wage issue, right? The minimum wage issue is one that sounds really good if you don't know anything about it. Right. We're just right. going to pay people more. Who would ever be against that? You know, it seems like common sense and i i remember having said that to people in my life before like oh no massachusetts is raising the minimum wage and they're like what do you mean oh no that's great isn't it what's wrong with raising the minimum wage why would you ever be against raising and it wasn't even like antagonistic but it's just to like a normie person who doesn't think that much about economics or politics it just seems like a good thing to do for people right well totally and these are people who you know hear about the equal rights amendment and say who'd be against that yeah who'd be against equal rights who'd be against equal pay who'd be against all these things right you know because they're not like living and breathing it and it's the first time they're hearing about it yeah sure equal pay equal equal this equal that like they're fine with it right and democrat policies have the advantage of being very easy to market in that way because they sound nice they're all nice things. They're all good things. Republicans are terrible at that. They're terrible at branding their policies and talking about their policies, right? I mean, look at look at the Dobbs and abortion issue. Republicans stumbled on that, not because anything really changed for most people under the Dobbs decision, but because they suck at talking about it and they're scared of it and they ran from it. Don't you think? Yeah, of course. And they're terrible. And the American people are not that extreme to the left on the issue of abortion, but Republicans just suck at talking about it. Uh, and and you take other things like the minimum wage and you take all these issues and, you know, women's rights and equality, equal pay, all these different issues. Republicans suck at talking about them. But Republicans do actually have one advantage, and that is that their policies actually work. Of course. Which is what you saw in the Trump presidency. He might not be that good at selling his... Actually, he's better at selling stuff than most of the Republican Party. But, uh, you know, the like build a wall things and whatever, you know, and and he's much more like a Democrat in that sense. Mm -hmm. He was a Democrat for a long time. And he, because he's a businessman and a showman and some people would say like a con man, he is really good at distilling something down to... A sort of sellable slogan. Well, especially when he but, does it in a way that's mm-hmm. verboten. Right. Yeah. That gives him right. credibility because he's putting it on the line to talk eye to eye to you. Right. And he's better at that than most of the Republican Party. But what these 
Republican policies have going for them is that they're actually really effective. There was huge prosperity during the Trump presidency with yeah. the Trump tax cuts and all these things. With Trump as president, foreign policy was much, much better. There was peace in the Middle East. There were the Abraham Accords. Putin didn't invade Russia. Everybody, everything worked much better, ran much better for all that all the Democrats I know were running around screaming the entire presidency that something was happening to them. Everything was actually yes. going really great. And and I think part of what we're seeing now of Trump's poll numbers against Biden looking really good, and it is really far out, so no guarantees, but is that people remember the Trump presidency and they saw that this stuff worked. Well, yes. You know, look how, look how much like George W. Bush won by in 2004. Not right? a lot? No, a lot. Did he? It was a much stronger election than 2000. This is one of the nights that it started out with looking like Kerry was going to win. Oh, yeah, it was, oh, of course, because compared to 2000, of course. Yeah, yeah, compared to 2000. Yeah. And, you know, if you listened to the left about it, you would have thought the country was completely falling apart. Oh, yes. They totally thought he was going to be voted out in 2004, that he was never really elected, that he didn't have the popular vote. I mean, he won the popular vote in 2004, yes. among other things. So. Oh, that was a great year and few some great nights in there so yeah. but they spent 2001 through 2004 acting like he wasn't a legitimate president nobody liked him everything was terrible all this war blah 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 blah. they all had like this perception of bush that he was like this dictator who was completely unpopular and the second we had the opportunity to vote him out everything but he was Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today elected with a better vote total than he was in 2000 right yeah and i remember thinking at the time and i was young at that time like in high school still like oh wow like nothing anybody around me thought about this was accurate in any way shape or form like people actually like him yes it's going and that's because the country was going well under his presidency well uh, and at least there seemed to be and, and the left was always catastrophizing and it, it it was belied by what was on the ground, you know. It, it, and people can also see. Um, sure, could the feds have done a better job with Katrina? Yeah, but also get the frig out of town. I mean, mm -hmm. that was the news leading up. That to That was it. in his second term, though, wasn't it? Yes, that was a sec. Uh, yeah, that was oh five. You're right. Um, um, I guess, uh, but but Iraq was in the first, but it didn't really go south or totally south at, at that time. Um. Uh, but then again, of course, we were also it's still nine eleven. I don't know. I don't want to get back to. But 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 also, you it, know, what's different mm -hmm. is that Trump says things that are not profound but are basic truths. Mm -hmm. The everything um, woke goes to bleep stuff is is right on. He's mm -hmm. right on, and that encompasses all of the insanity going on, including the insanity that's embraced by institutions and very credentialed people. For right. instance. This is Fatima Gross Graves, the National Women's Law Center president and CEO. She was hauled up before Congress today to at a hearing, a Title IX hearing about letting men pretend to be women and compete with women. And success in school sports depends on a whole range of factors, including how hard you work and coaching and access to really good resources and facilities. And trans students participate in sports for the same reason as their kids, because it is fun, because it creates belonging. It's fun. 
I'm happy now. Mm-hmm. I'm happy and having fun. And community, because it teaches so much about persistence and leadership. and and It teaches about not being persistent. Right. That is it teaches what, about if you're a mediocre male athlete, right. just join the women's Pull team. Pull the ripcord and land in the women's team and start a winning. Discipline, unless they learn to lose gracefully, hopefully. And often they learn to win with dignity, hopefully. Um, They learn to do the sort of work that means you have higher grades and stay connected to school. I want every kid to have that chance. Kiddo? To have the chance. They have the chance to play play on the boys' team. But they do. Every kid has a chance to play. Yeah. So. On the team. On the team that actually corresponds right. to real gender. It's not about having the kids have the chance to play. It's having everybody get to do everything they want to because mm-hmm. it makes them feel happy regardless. Right. And because those of us who notice differences in delineations between sexes, et cetera, we're bigots. And we don't understand that that hurts people's feelings. Just in my testimony, with a few ideas for the committee to pursue if it really wants to work on this issue, we could make it safer for student athletes who report harassment and sexual misconduct. We could address resource dis- How about get the dude with the penis off the team with the chicks? How about you do that, you psycho? People see that and they see her and they say, wow, she looks like the person who's professional at my school, too. Wow, she's supposed to be really conventional and important person. And what she's saying is psychotic. The whole freaking trans thing is psychotic. And they know it is, which is why if you say something like that, they have to destroy you. If you say the whole trans uh, woke movement is psychotic, you have to be destroyed. Now, if you say that you've seen um, um, Bigfoot and you're from Klektor 6 in the Andromeda galaxy... You don't have to be destroyed because everybody knows that that's false. When you say the LGBTQIA plus second people's ampersand stuff is nuts, they have to destroy you because they know you're right. That's how all this works. Of course. Um, I want to also get to uh, oh the, uh, a mass immigration. Of course, the late, great Christopher Hitchens was right on this. Let's give it up or give it to your deadliest enemy and pay for the rope. That will choke you. This is very urgent business, ladies and gentlemen, I beseech you. Resist it while you still can, and before the right to complain is taken away from you, which will be the next thing. You which is like in England right now. Mm-hmm. How dare you? Be told you can't complain because you're Islamophobic. The term is already being introduced into the culture as if it was an accusation of race hatred for example, or, or, or bigotry, whereas it's only the objection to the preachings of a very extreme and absolutist religion. Watch out for these symptoms. They are not just symptoms of surrender, very often ecumenically offered to you by men of God in other robes, Christian and Jewish and smarmy ecumenical. These are the, these are the ones who hold open the gates mm-hmm. for the barbarians. The barbarians never take a city till someone <coughs> holds open the gates the open for them. Freaking guy is good, isn't he? Mm-hmm. And it's your own preachers who will do it for you, and your own multicultural authorities who will do it for you. Resist, resist it while you can. And if you wonder what will happen if you don't, look and see how a cricket team in Middlesex in England had to change its name by force last week because it was called and had been for years the Middlesex Crusaders. Look and see how stories about little pigs can't be taught to children in English schools anymore lest offense be taken by the religion of peace. Resist it while you can. Here, here. Man, wasn't he right? Yep, exactly correct. Yeah, and coming to the United States next. I mean, Europe is... Give it up. Europe is really much more much more further along in that regard in terms of um, immigration, at least from that part of the world. Enemy and pay for the rope that will choke you. This is very urgent business, ladies and gentlemen, I beseech you. Resist it while you still can, and before the right uh, to complain is taken away from you, which will be the next. No, No, not really. Um, Congressional hearings annoy me. (laughs) I know. I mean, it's all grandstanding. On both sides, it is. But sometimes somebody... Does a sly bit of writing that actually is pretty cool. Um, do we go to the chat chat? I think we should uh, go to the Chelsea Fire Wicked chat chat brought to us by Chelsea There's Fire a lot Wicked of messages Hot on Sauce. There. 
So, uh, here we go, Alice. You ready? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's a lot of messages, Alice. Wow. Are we going to play any of them? Yeah. Let me play this one right here. <laughs> okay. Hey, Tom and Alice. Hi, I'm Justin. starting to think hey. um, these cold medicine dreams are the best dreams. Yeah. I had one the other day, actually, Alice. When I took that, like, DayQuil or whatever I was taking for the, mm-hmm. my for my one day when you sapped my life force... Uh, I was hallucinating during the night. I've been dreaming a lot recently. I wonder what's going on with it. We've been getting good sleep. Yeah. One where um, everybody, like, um, burn barrel related, like uh, Alice and Tom and all of the chat chat callers (laughs) were all living in this small town like a Pleasantville. Oh, I like that. And they all had their own jobs and everything. And it was all black and white. I came into town. As an outsider, and um, like Tim and Canton was uh, the mailman. Oh, but he was like reading the mail that he's supposed to deliver. Ooh, and that he, is a trippy dream. He said to somebody, "He goes, he goes, all you got's junk mail." <laughs> Remember our old mailman in Melrose who mm-hmm. used to go through my mail, and he was like, "Oh, IRS, that don't look good." Yeah, no, he was all over it. He was right though; it didn't look good, and it wasn't good. I know because I read it, <laughs> and then um, <coughs> then you had um, Alice was the mayor of the the, the small town. I'd be a good okay. mayor. Chick mayor couldn't happen. Couldn't happen. I'd be a good mayor. And t- Alice Lightfoot. They call her Alice Lightfoot. Um, didn't wasn't I able to do a Trump accent last week at some point? I don't know. Or is that a dream? It might be a dream because because I, I can't do it anymore. I don't they know. Call her, I can't do I don't sound anything like him. What <laughs> it doesn't happened? sound like Trump. You're right. Damn I don't it, know. man. I think I dreamed that I could do it, but I don't have the powers. What's okay. the, who's the, the, um, the comedian I've been watching? I don't know. It sounds like Clay Travis, but it's not. It's the hilarious guy that Mike, James Mike, uh, showed us. Oh, right. Um, the kind of faddish guy with a little Yeah, I like him. Now. I forget, though. He's hilarious. Oh, he's the guy who was canned from SNL before he could start. Anyway, he's I've been watching his special. He, he's the most brilliant comedian that's out there. He's better than Louis C.K., who I thought was the last brilliant guy. He's better than Bill Burr. He's fantastic. It'd be helpful if I could get his name. You watched the old dad's thing, too, right? Yeah, I liked it. I'm sorry. You don't have to apologize. I know I'm supposed to hate it, and it's not Are like you a great movie. Are you supposed I think you're supposed to hate it because it's not a great movie, but I loved it. I thought that... that, that um, I saw a couple minutes when I was in the room before I went to put the kids to bed, and I, it looked a little heavy-handed to me. It might have been heavy-handed, but I liked the fact that I liked Bill Burr's character, and I thought that like that it was BS. Uh, of course, I knew that they would he would have to change, but his character was totally right during all of it. He was just getting screwed like I get screwed. Um, okay. I'm going through comedians right now. How do you have Ricky Gervais at number seven? Ugh. I like the Ricky Gervais, but seven? This is all to remember the name of the comedian. Yes, one is I Chappelle, two is Bill Burr, three is Tom Segura. I, Tom Segura I was is, is my too much about it. I can derivative it. of I'm Ricky Gervais. I, no, of, um, of Louis C.K. Uh, this guy, Nate Bargatz, he, he was on SNL. I missed him. Theo Vaughn, I do like him. I started, He's very physical in his comedy, though. I don't like guys move around a lot. Mark Norman, Gervais is seven, which is ridiculous. Susie, Louis C.K. is eight. Chris Rock is... Shane Gillis. Shane Gillis, there we go. Where does Shane Gillis fall in this? Really? Nobody? Burt Kreischer's before Shane Gillis? This is BS. This is BS. Yeah, we're a Shane Gillis family now. Freaking... I mean, a lot of these Okay, but are... now I found the name, so now we can move Joey on from Diaz you. is a 25? Now we can move on from you reading the list of comedians, honey. I gotta find Shane Gillis. Where the freak is he? Oh, Have you tried Control-F? Tim Dillon is at 32. Larry David at 35. Uh, come on, for freak's sake. Why don't sake. you do Control-F and just see where he falls, and then we can keep okay, going. I am mad. Oh, Nikki Glazer at 42. She's a chick Oh, I'm sorry. Not you're funny. on a Mac, so it's probably She's that weird funny. little key. Nikki Glazer is not funny. I'm sorry about that. I'm sorry. There's not too many women who are funny. It just happens to be true. Chris Tucker. Ooh. Eliza have Schlesinger you, looks good. Have you tried looking for him? Seinfeld. The find okay, function I'll find on I'll the look. page. Hold on. Freaking... Uh, Gillis. G-A-L-L-I-S? Mm-hmm. He's not honest. What a BS wow. thing this is. Maybe because 
he's um he's um been canceled. But he is the maybe. best singer out there. That's ridiculous. Or maybe he's like too new, kind of. I mean, I know he's not that new, but he was new to us anyway. But we're not that. I could have been somebody. I could have been a star. But no, I had to give birth to you. Oh my goodness! All because a man told me he loved me. I threw it all away, and where is he now? With someone much younger. That's Catherine Hepburn. Threw it all away. Is that from on Golden Pond, probably right? Maybe not. I don't think so. BBP. Sean McGowan, Celtic hater, 250. Referring back to Tom's comment about the message I left the other day, mm-hmm. where I referenced the lead singer of the Pogues, the great Pogues, as yep. Sean McGowan. Yes. Oh. And he said it was Shane McGowan. Well, to Tom and the rest <laughs> of his English Highland heifer, Hibernian haters. <laughs> Shane McGowan's name is actually Sean McGowan. Shane oh. is just the anglicized, oh, wow. occupier, <laughs> bastardized version of Sean. Actually, I just screwed it up, but I think Sean is. I John. figured I'd try to cover my tracks. Yeah, I was gonna say I think Sean is John. Also. And Seamus is James. I think is Shane Sean. Let me see. Shane. Shane stems from the Irish name Sean. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. No, but the McGowan is Sean. He's Irish, and they called him Shane. So it's 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 on the McGowans, not on the McShaddocks. <laughs> Thank you, Alice. It was one of those oh, afternoons Steve. I'll never forget. I was scrolling through Twitter, and I saw that at one point Scott Bayo was going back and forth in an argument with Paige Sperniak. Oh! I mean, what year is this when... Uh, The thing is, Bayo is still an ally of mine. He follows you on Twitter still? He follows me all the stuff. How recently did you check? I don't know. Not recently. Why? I don't know. I didn't look, but... Is he even on Twitter anymore? You never know. Scott Bayo. You never know. Paige was following you, too, until she wasn't. You follow each other. There you go. Okay. But then again, he's you not still fat, got, so he's safe. You still got Scott. I still got Scott. Hold on, Alice. I'm sending this uh, piece of audio to us to have. Okay. To hold. Uh, okay. Sperniak is going back and forth in an argument with Chachi from Happy Days. Yeah. She would have even been too young for Charles in Charge. And I think Paige has to be lucky that Joni's no longer with us because I can only imagine Joni's reaction to this whole thing. I mean, what is going on on Twitter? Sally, what were your... I mean, Alice. Alice, what are your f- f- uh, five favorite famous scenes from Joni Loves Chachi? <laughs> Who is Joni, Alice? Is this Alice? a trick question? Who is Joni? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> That's all right. Nobody needs to know. Uh, oh, here's an all-you-can-eat one. We'll change that. Will from the Great North. Oh, hey there, Tom. I uh, pulled a little prank myself. Uh, I, you know, you were talking about uh, the uh, the prank you played on uh, your your uh, wife, uh, Alice. There, yes, very uh, funny and valid prank. No, yes. Um, I did one on uh, my my spouse. I, uh, I, uh, I uh, got her sister pregnant. Oh, I pulled a fast one on her. Oh, by the way, this is Will from the Great North. So if I had done that. And gotten your sister pregnant. Would that be phone throwing? Because that's a different offense. Because you had been on a text message with her. And and so you felt that somehow I disrupted that. Because you were having a very, very intimate, personal conversation with her. Mm-hmm. Had I just had an affair with your sister in subsequent pregnancy, that would not be... None of that would have been... Yeah, that would be a different kind of offense. I'm not sure how I'd fully react to that but you assume it would be and that would be i assume it would be at least phone throwing worthy well but then again but maybe a different type of reaction but certainly at least that level of escalation well hold on because that she'd have to take a lot of the heat from me i mean maybe depending on what do you mean maybe well it depends on the circumstances of how it happened doesn't it on with her own sister's husband. I mean, 
Your own sister. Be angry at her. You don't think it depends on the circumstances? What were the circumstances? Alice, if I tranked her, uh, <laughs> yes. and I'm sure that would be the, the... We're assuming here that that didn't happen. Okay. Consensually? Yes, consensually, <laughs> Alice. No, I said... Had Yeah, but she's still my love, sister. She's on, always going to be my sister. Yeah, Alice, I get the feeling that had I raped and then knocked off your sister, <laughs> then maybe you might be upset about it. I assume that that. That's not what we're talking about here. Well, but uh, like I say, at the end of the day, she's always going to be my sister. So we're like, we get mad at each other, but we're not going to like not be sisters anymore. Okay. But <laughs> I don't know. Because I can't see you ever getting any more viscerally mad. That Wouldn't you really be... Well, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Uh, you know what? I have good news for you, Alice. <laughs> you haven't gotten my sister pregnant. I have not slept with any of your siblings. Good. Any. Good. That's great to know. Thank you. Eight, six, Me too. Oh, eight, six. Okay. Are you ready? Yes. Hey, guys. Hold on. <clears throat> Just uh, wanted to address... Alice's uh, all doctors suck comment. Uh, I think that was a little bit over the top. Um, You know, I don't think all doctors suck. Just hey, Sally, 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 can you check on Pepper again? She's making noises. Last time. Sorry, Phil. We'll get right back to from Um, the top. Hey guys, just uh, wanted to address. Alice's uh, all doctors suck comment. When did you say that? Uh, um, we were talking about something about like going into general anesthesia or something. I don't remember exactly the context. I, it was, uh, I know the circumcision came up and oh, maybe yes. Something okay, else. Yeah. I don't That's, know. Ugh. I think that was a little bit over the top. Probably but, a little you know, harsh. I don't think all doctors suck. Just probably like, not every single one. Suck. Uh, doctors make mistakes. Sounds like you guys had a bad situation with the circumcision. I mean, not that bad, to be fair. I mean, they didn't cut the penis off. I thanks. <laughs> oh, uh, it's a. Re- I was reading more about it. it's a relatively common revision and does not necessarily indicate that the original circumcision was not performed correctly. Just saying. Okay. But I have had a lot of interactions with doctors lately, and. It's been annoying. So I'm probably a little needlessly harsh. Uh, but due to the nature of what they do, those mistakes may be more harmful than, say, the errors made by a podcast host. True. Uh, I think it's worth noting that patients ignoring doctors, directors, undoubtedly cause more issues across the board health-wise than mistakes made by doctors. I, I, I don't, cha- know, I don't know that that's true, true. either. Yeah, I challenge I, yeah, I <laughs> I don't. It's not really what I've... Uh, yeah, I don't trust doctors a lot. I don't trust doctors a lot. Uh, case in point might be the guy sitting next to you, Alice, who mm-hmm. I'm guessing has been told losing weight would benefit his long-term health, mm-hmm. yet he's chosen to lay on 20 pounds since the uh, Thanksgiving holiday. Well, uh, I didn't need a doctor to tell me that, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, the people who've done the most to help Tom lose weight are not doctors. Right, and actually, I didn't choose to to gain weight. Yes, you did. No, no, I didn't. I chose to finish a uh, steak and cheese egg roll here, a piece of pizza there, a this over here, a lager there, and uh, and then I looked at the scale. Things and, just happened to yes, you, that's honey. Right. Things just happened. Are you? Uh, wow. That's all for now. I'm not a doctor. I'm at an age that I see doctors pretty regular. Yeah. Thank God they take good care of me. But uh, I just love the show, uh, but Thank I you. don't always care for the generalizations. Thanks. Yeah. Well, I mean, to, for for me personally, my feeling on things like doctors, the healthcare system, um, you know, hospitals, the way procedures and policies work in hospitals are based almost completely on my own experiences and experiences with family members going across several different uh hospital groups etc and so uh, that is my feeling i've also i i had the opportunity at one point as for a few months stretch to hang out with a bunch of doctors who were kind of like this group of partiers and uh i was not overly impressed with what i saw 
so that's where I get that from. The generalization is is honed from experiences, but I appreciate it. Uh, oh, Alice, last one. You ready? I'm ready. What happened to him? I was born ready. I was born ready. Anon, Anon, Ibram X, stupid, bleep him. Last night, there were two segments that I think fit perfectly together. The Ibram X, Kendi, I think his name is, the mm-hmm. former professor at BU who... No, he's, gri- he's a current professor at BU. He is mm-hmm. gainfully employed still in probably getting his grant back. Did all that money? <laughs> I think that's who you guys were it playing. Is him. Yep. yep. And the Oxford words of the year candidates. Mm-hmm. I think um, Ibram has a heat dome in his brain where it's just <laughs> melting it, what little there is. He is dangerous. St- stupid people, dumb people, so be it. They're usually hard workers. They usually try to figure things out that just can't or it takes them longer. That guy's dangerous because he actually thinks he's smart. Oh, yeah. And he's a mm-hmm. complete buffoon. And what was the other word? Parasocial? Well, here's mm-hmm. a swear incoming. Parasheads. Those are the people that actually listen to that guy and snap their fingers or clap politely and say, yeah, man, we get it. You're so right. When in fact, yep. he said, like Alice said, he said nothing. Nothing. Rabbit. Rabbit Shattuck is actually <laughs> more coherent because at least I know when he's crying out, he's either hungry or tired or he pooped his pants. Well, that could be Tom. But anyway... Yeah, he- I rest my case. That oh, guy sucks. I totally agree with you. He does suck. He does suck. And, I mean, it, it's it's all Emperor Has No Clothes stuff. We're all playing a game here, pretending that he's saying something that he's not. And he's a bigot. And he's divisive. And he's just a better-spoken Klansman with accreditations uh, and uh, millions of dollars because guilty white suburban women uh, felt bad because somewhere... A, uh, a somebody who they consider themselves better than was seemingly killed by cops. That's what it is, and that is it. And it is not. It is a no bueno thing that that's our uh, that that's our society right now, and that's like the, with the standard of uh, of where we are. Are You all set, Alice? I am all set. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. I'll try not to generalize about professions uh, too wow. much. What? No, I'm not. I'm serious. Phil, I'm on I your side. I appreciate it. So close to his birthday, too. Phil, I'm on your side. <laughs> Don't listen I'm to sorry. this. I'm sorry. I'll try not to generalize witch. so much. This witch. I'll try and direct my anger specifically at the people who deserve it from now on. In the full heat of it. <laughs> Tom, get ready. Uh, if you want to join us for the live chats and everything, that's patreon.com slash burnbarrel. Otherwise, burnbarrelpodcast.com. Say